Hey, welcome back, travelers. It is I, Winger the Gimble, famous gnome bard, and I'm here to tell you a little bit about Sanctuary, Sanctuary, hey, it's Sanctuary, you want to be here in the city where you can get stabbed, fed, maybe given a drink, all in the same ten seconds. It's Sanctuary, yeah. It's a little little ditty I did for Sanctuary back in my, my pro days. Honestly, it wasn't that long ago, to be honest. But you know how it is. When you're a bard and just traveling the world, you gotta have a place where you just call home. And for me, for me, that's Sanctuary. I used to live on Lantern for a while. I moved back to hang out with my family, but they're all kind of jerks. So, came here to Sanctuary, where all the cool people are at. So you're probably thinking to yourself, Wingover, I've heard this city described many times in vivid detail all over the place. It's just sanctuary here, sanctuary there, but what is sanctuary? Hmm. Glad you asked, because if I have to say sanctuary any more times, tongue's just gonna fall out of my mouth. <coughs> sanctuary is a free state. So, think about it like this. Traveler, you have basically this place. It's enclosed by walls on three sides. You have these massive city walls, and then you have the ocean behind it. And there's kind of like a, a mouth, so it's like the land extends out, and there's this little bay. And Sanctuary is just right in there with their own naval base and all that, keeping them safe and sound. It's like 20 miles by 20 miles, think of that, like that's how big Sanctuary is. And all inside these walls, on the left-hand side of this grand state, you have farmlands, there's even a, a racetrack sometimes where they bring dinosaurs and stuff like that. You're thinking, they freaking race dinosaurs? And the answer is yes. Yes, they do. Over there, they also have a necropolis. It's Think of it more like an Egyptian style, so they have a lot of these pyramids and stuff, because the city of Sanctuary was actually founded by the Mulhorandi. They were refugees after the Great War, and they came south because of like, oh, fuck this noise, let's find somewhere cool. And so they came on down here, and that's why you have things like these uh, large houses with the flat roofs, because they don't have to worry about too much like snow and such. And they also have uh, things like the, the princes named Kitakathos and Ptolemy. Got, it's just a little bit of heritage there for you, a little bit of culture they brought on down from up north. And so, the, yeah, it was Mulhoran that helped shape this city, these refugees, after the, a lot of their gods were slain. And they decided, you know what, we're going to make a place, it is a free state, so they can worship what they want as long as there's no human sacrifices or things like that, because that's a big no-no. Ahem, cult of the shining god, you're no church, you're illegal. And they have a lot of cool things, like there's so many guilds in this city. This city, hell, most of it is run by guilds. You have like lamplighters guilds, thieves guilds, assassins guilds. You have like fighter guilds that are mercenary groups. 
You have guilds that are tied into churches, like merchants, accountants. You have even uh, the people who go around, they pick up the dead bodies, like, bring out your dead. They have their own freaking guild. You have the people who take care of the sewers. Oh my goodness, there are a lot of different people out here working. And don't you try to take any guild work because they will stab you. Oh my. The bard at college here. I tried to go there, I was like, hey, I'm gonna open up my own bard at college. They burnt it to the ground. You believe that? Sure. I didn't fill out any of the paperwork, and sure, I tried to burn down their college first, but still, the goal. So remember how I was talking about how there was a necropolis on the left-hand side of the city? Well, there's also a lot of farmland. A lot of people who come here just from different places, from bad situations, are like, Hey, I work the fields, man. I just want to live inside these walls. And that happens. Yeah, they have a lot of farmers who came in from different areas. Maybe the towns were raided by orcs, or maybe like Geldspar was destroyed by Dorum and her horrible creatures. And people come here, and there's a lot of refugee programs to help people out. It's, it's quite nice. Sanctuary is quite accepting in that front. And uh, over in that necropolis, they don't just bury their royalty there, these crazy tombs. They also bury a lot of the different nobility. It's even said that each of the noble houses have their own weird pyramid with all the crazy nifty traps and such. So don't go thinking there, Mr. Lich. On the right hand of the city, you also have the more populated areas. So right through the middle, there's a river. And it comes down from a waterfall from this cliff that the walls are kind of surrounding. So this river comes in, comes on down, splits down the city. And uh, there's a lot of different, like, uh, not so great houses that live near there. And uh, the people are a little more poor. But hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do to get by, that's what I always say. That's what most people actually say, I didn't come up with that phrase, can't take that one for old wing over. But on the right hand of the city, there are a lot of more condensed areas. So you have, like, the bazaar, where you could go and buy back anything you had stolen from you, usually that same day. Very fast turnaround, great churn, always new items, so... Go down to the bazaar, have a little look-see. Maybe you want to pick yourself up a potion. Maybe you want to buy back your sword that you know that urchin stole, but can't blame them. Uh, they also have the temple district. That's where the Chosen have their headquarters. Uh, there's a lot of different temples there. For instance, there is a very large dwarven temple that houses many different dwarven gods. And it's very beautifully made, very sharp angles, you know, like a, damn near a big box. But when you go in there, oh my goodness, the dwarven architecture, the rune work, just the beautiful felts they use, the smithing for like the chandeliers hanging down. Oh my god, you're missing out, travelers. Go check that out next time. Don't just keep coming to this Inn of the Seven Dice. I know I am great, but, you know. Try to check some things out, become a little more cultured traveler. Jeez. You also have uh, the Church of Lathander. And what they did was quite remarkable. They built this giant tower. And they built a church around it too. But this tower goes up and it 
first opening to our large sunflower, because, you know, Lathander, God of the Sun, and smashing her dead in the face, and all that other fun stuff that gods do. And that church helps maintain a lot of order. They work a lot with the Church of Tyr, who also have their place where it's basically like the courthouse, because you done mess up, you know, the Church of Tyr is going to be like, for shame, Hell, you could believe I've been there more than a few times. It's super annoying. Another cool part of the city on this right-hand side is the maze. Now, you probably heard me say the maze a few times, and that's because the maze is a very dense cluster of buildings all put together. It's uh, a bit of a poorer district, yes, it's true. It's where Death Shift went and, uh tried to find Aaron Bordeaux, and they met Lance and his crew there. And also our two detectives went there as well, and they saw someone become a flesh wall. Pretty creepy if you ask me. But, hey, just a known bard. Super famous. And the maze is very populated, as I said. There are all sorts of little shops. There's an orphanage that's run by two ogre mages. Don't mess with them, they'll mess you right up. What actually happened is a funny story, Traveler. Um, they found a helm of opposite alignment. Each of them put it on. They became super good people. Now they run the orphanage there. Quite nice. You also have, like, uh, I think it was Harry's Rustle Mup Grubbin stuff. It's a good restaurant. Like to go there. A lot of different hostels there. A few churches. Wouldn't doubt if the cult's back there, honestly. And, uh, word on the street is the Thieves' Guild operates out of the maze. And they call it the maze because all the streets are so windy and it's so easy to get lost in. It's actually kind of used as a bit of a defense for the city. So if an invading army was trying to come in through the bay and they actually managed to get through the navy, the maze actually serves as a buffer between the docks and coming up into the main part of the city, so they would have to navigate through all these twisting turns and it would really become a lot of problems for these people, and easy for the guards to shoot at them from the roofs. You also have, near the, the maze, there is the beautiful docks, of course. And that's where a lot of trade comes in. Sanctuary is a very big trade city. So, you have people coming in from the Moonshade Isles, you have people coming from Lantern, People are coming in from Waterdeep. Even, get this, the odd emissary ship comes in from Evermeet. They actually have an embassy here. And uh, there's a lot of elven delegates that uh, come and they speak to the royalty here. They try to work things out because Sanctuary's in a little bit of a loose agreement to help them out if they're in some trouble. Although it's quite a bit of a sale. But to be honest, it's quite a bit of a sale for everybody. Near those docks, you also have where the navy operates, so they actually have a bit of a, an island. It, it curves outwards, it works as kind of like a, the lower jaw, so to say, of the bay. And the military works out of there, keeping pirates at bay, and a lot of mercenary groups help them out. A lot of the trading comes in. Sometimes some people think they're pretty sly and try to come in from the Moonshade Isles, but they're like, quabam, quabam and they just messed them up. Actually, one of the noble houses, I believe they're called Stormhawk. Yeah, her Stormhawk helps take care of all those people there, and 
they lead the navy and try to keep all those darn pirates at bay. So, travelers, there's a few other things about Sanctuary you're probably like, wing over. I've heard so many Sanctuary facts. But what's some other cool stuff you could tell me? But let me say this. Life is never boring in Sanctuary. For instance, did you know, here's a little fun little factoid. Actually, that's the wrong use of the word. Here's a fun little fact. Sanctuary is built on top of a sunken city. You see, they originally had a city here before, but it was like wetland, so you know what happens. Glub, glub, glub. The city goes and sinks, and so they just paved over, made sanctuary. But the thing is, you can still access that underground city. So many people go down there to have such a good time, they never want to come back. Maybe because the terrible things that are down there, but still, super fun spelunking. Add that one to your vacay to-do list when you go on down to Sanctuary. There's a few other cool things too. Did you know, near the bay there's a small island, and it's owned by someone called the Purple Mage. That's somebody that Borodon wants to go talk to, to, you know, to talk shop about magic. Like, what can you tell me about my chronomancy? Because he is an incredibly powerful mage, but he's very private. He doesn't want no scruff from no one. He's like, leave me be. I'm gonna hang out here with my Madonna friends. There are a group of horse people. Not actual horse people, like people who raise horses and live out on the plains. And underneath his place, uh, he has like a lighthouse on this island. There's these massive caves. I went there one time. He didn't know. Teehee. And they have these horses down there, these beautiful fields. It's all magic, it's crazy stuff. They have crops and everything, like they could survive on that island no problem. And anytime he wants to actually come in, he goes, sends his Badoni friends over and they go purchase some goods. Sometimes he'll come into town, but he really doesn't like to deal with people. And the city's all like, Hey, you have to come to our court. You have to talk to us about cool, fun city things. And he's like, I pay my taxes. Leave me alone. And they have not been able to get him to attend anything. So a little bit of a grumpster, but very, very powerful. Very private. Now, we talked a few times about how there's royalty in Sanctuary. And it's like, oh, do the royalty just, like, say this is what's happening, that's what goes? Well, they kind of have, like, a senate thing with all the noble houses. They all get a little bit of a say. But in the end, the royalty does hold the real power. And this is that classic, like, my kid's gonna rule and then his kid's gonna rule kind of thing. It's not like they voted in. It's not a democracy. They're not that evolved yet. So their society is a little bit lacking. But in that sense... They have some pretty cool things going on. They had a lot of rulers that have been both good and bad. They've had some that have led them to greatness and opened up such wondrous trading channels with places like Waterdeep and Evermeet. And they've had others that have declared war and tried to fight the scourges around them, things like that, and it's just caused nothing but headaches. There's even some that brought in these cool Hippogriff Riders, or Griffin Riders, I can't remember, one of the two, but these giant flying bird things are riding around, people on their back, throwing spells and throwing arrows. That's pretty neat, don't you think? That's one of the cool defenses. But these royalty, 
yeah, they always go, the next one's in line, rules, next one in line, rules, that kind of thing, and uh, you know how it is. Some of them die, some of them go missing. But the last two princelings were Prince Patolobi and Prince Kitakathis. Prince Patolobi was the shining example of what you would want in your king. He was just. He was strong. He had a very high charisma. He was pretty much a paladin, saying, I'm gonna do the right thing and help people by doing it. And everyone's like, you're so cool, Ptolemy. And his brother was like, that's pretty cool, I'll just follow you then. And things worked out for a little bit. But then Prince Ptolemy went out to sea to try to look for his family because his wife went missing and his son, and he never came back and nobody ever found his family, so... That's kind of a big thing right now, that prince has been missing for a few years, and everyone's like, where's he at? And everyone's like, I don't know, new phone, who dis? And so since then, Prince Kitakathis has been in rule. And, well, you didn't hear this from me, but a lot of people like to call him Prince Kitty Cat, and he hates it. A lot of people just, you know, they, they say with a little bit of a snicker and high, but if he ever caught you or the gods, bam, you're right in jail. No talking your way out of that one, wing over. <laughs> I totally did, though. It was great. But Prince Kitakathis, the best way to explain him is he was he's very studious, but he's also very materialistic, easily swayed and led by others. He always followed his brother's shining example, his brother's determinism, the way that he could just lead the people, standing strong. He never really needed to do that because his brother always did it, so he was always just a bit of a follower. And that is why his new advisor have been influencing him so easily. They hail from some distant lands, probably down near Chalt or something, I don't really know because I don't really pay attention to the news. You really should read the broadside and learn what's going on. But anyways, they came in, they're all like, oh hey, we're like, kind of related, but not really because that would be weird. And he's like, oh, so it's like a cultural thing, and they're like, hell yeah, have you ever heard of Set? And he's like, um... Not really, but I just want to be included, so they're like, oh cool. So they start teaching him about this snake god, and going on and on about how he should be following a snake god, have some snakes. Honestly, the man probably doesn't know two things about Set, but his wife's been influencing him, and his advisor's been influencing him, and my goodness, not a good situation. We actually recently had this real cool military force called the Hellhounds. They were like our A-team. They would come in, do, 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 and just kick in doors and mess up bad guys. And they were real strong. He went and disbanded them and called them all criminals because his advisor said it was pretty cool. And they brought in something called the Snake Guard. And these people are super creepy. It's super obvious that they're yon and there's Yonti abominations and stuff, and everyone's like, well, what you gonna do is what the prince wants to do. And so, bam, he comes on in, brings in this snake guard, and then things got real tense. And to top it all off, while this is all going on, this chosen war is starting to hit a real high point. And they're like, hey, can we chill out here in Sanctuary? And they're like, yeah, but your army's not allowed in because we don't want to let you have too much influence. 
So Astoria, you know, she's got style, she's got skill. She's like, yeah, that's cool, homie, but you got to let us stay in here and have headquarters. And they're like, I guess so, you can have it over there in the temple district. So Astoria set up shop. She made her cool place over in the temple district, and that's where a lot of people hang around. It's been there probably now for quite a few years, I don't know. And then they went and marched their army just a day away from Sanctuary, and they set up New Dawn. New Dawn actually used to be a small little village that a lot of caravans and stuff would stop in before they go to Sanctuary, but due to an unfortunate incident with the werewolf, some crazy demon blood, and a real dumb group of adventurers, it ended up going to hell. Well, they weren't a dumb group of adventurers, they were just adventurers who made a few bad decisions, but I'm a bard and I gotta spice up a story. So, these adventurers went, caused problems, place got burned down, a lot of them lost the family, turned into a whole other story. I'll tell you about it sometime, just be like, hey Wingo, what was that story? So they set up shop there, build up their military town, super cool, and then they start housing their army there. And that's how the Chosen a bit involved, they're kind of like on this tense thing with Sanctuary, Sanctuary's like, hey, you're on our political game now, and you have to pay taxes to be on our area. But other than that, it's cool, homie, you could be here. But you have to also help us with these weird things. And so the Chosen are like, that's cool, that's what we wanted to do this whole time. But you're just making us pay to do it. It's pretty lame of you. And Sanctuary's like, whatever, fool. We do what we want. And so, yeah, the Chosen have been helping them out. Especially the people along the walls. Because, you know, they have to deal with the most crazy things. Night Gaunt's trying to fly on through. Maybe a Shoggoth trying to crawl up the wall. Drives a lot of the guards mad, but hey, you know, some of the Chosen are always there on the wall helping out. Like, Noir used to be... That's sad. She used to be real big on helping out of the wall, always hanging out with the troops there. I miss her. We used to hang out all the time. Me and Noir would always go out and get drinks and joke around and play pranks on people. It was a lot of fun. She had such a good soul, you know? She always knew how to brighten a room. She could make everyone laugh and joke around, even though she was enveloped in shadow. She even was the only person to actually get Gaia to talk and smile. Gaia was always very closed off. She came from a different place. She was a queen there. She misses her family a lot. And Noir was kind of like her second family, you know, like... One she could spend time with. It's really gonna hurt her. I hope. I hope they can give her the rest she needs. Noir needs to. I don't know what's awaiting us after this, honestly, travelers. Her soul has been consumed by the symbol. But at least for her memory's sake, we need to destroy Oblivion. And I hope they could be done soon. Well, Travelers, this has been ending on a bit of a down note, but hey, you know what? Sanctuary is a pretty cool place. I really want you to come check it out. It's a lot of fun, actually, if you come over here to the Inn of the Seven Dies, me and Michael will treat you to a drink, and you could hang out with us, we could chat, we could laugh, we could go to the bazaar, get some cool items, you could eat squid on a stick. Actually, you can't- what? Oh no, you can, they just opened up the shop just last Tuesday. Oh, that's super cool. 
Oh, there's all sorts of fun food here. There's fun people, races of all different types, and there's a military to help keep you safe. So, come on down to Sanctuary, where the fun things happen, the crazy people stay, and the Chosen are here to protect you. Anyways, travelers, I must be off. I'm off to go get Squid on a Stick. I bid you adieu.